The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your Drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gourd. All right! You asked for it, you didn't get it, it's Saints Drunk History. This month... You get Kevin held. Kevin? Yep. It's Saturday afternoon. We're drunk. I'm getting there. We're going to do a bunch of episodes together. It's fun. So people are are digging it, but they, they wanted – they're like, man, you got to do – could you do some fun stuff? Because, like, we did the NFC Championship with Dave. That's kind of the only fun one we did. So this, this, this episode, we're doing, like, two mini things. We're doing the 2009 Saints vs. Patriots, and then we're going to do the River City Relay, which is a whole other – ball of wax but let's start with the 2009 monday night saints game against new england kevin i i think it's one of the most underrated pantheon things the saints have ever done now i know it can't compare with the the emotion of steve gleason in 06 and it can't compare with winning the super bowl but goddamn, it might be like right behind all the all three and it might be it might be the best the best the saints ever looked in the Superdome ever in my lifetime as like just playing football, kicking someone's ass. Yes. And it was in, it was prime time. It was a Monday night game and it was against Belichick and Brady that everybody just, you know, loves and they, they smoked them. I mean, they were, I mean, by halftime, you could argue the game, I, I, I don't know if you would say necessarily the game was over at halftime, but the game was in hand. I mean, they made they the Saints made Belichick sit Tom Brady for like what the last eight minutes of the game. Yeah. Like he, w- Bill Belichick. I have I I can't recall him waving the white flag like he did in this game. Yeah, I mean, this was an absolute drubbing. Of a team that everybody heralds and 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 loves and justifiably so they've got the credentials for it, but this was the this was the the uh, team of destiny saints just saying yeah we don't care. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, the thing that was the the thing that's interesting is you know the saints went into the game they were ten and zero it was like after Thanksgiving and the, the crowd was hyped and it was still the saints you know now we look at it and we're like back then you know Drew Brees he was good but people weren't like oh my god Drew Brees is a top 3 quarterback the you know the saints were having an awesome year but New England was 7 and 3 going into the game and the saints were 10 and 0 that's not I mean that's three games, but it's not like a you know it's not like New England was five and five or whatever. I mean there was still a lot of oh it's New England they'll beat the, the Saints they're the Saints they're a fraud whatever. Um, and New England I don't know if I don't know if I would go so far as to say I mean maybe other people might have thought yeah. fraud but but I think from a I think after they got after the Saints got to maybe like six or seven and zero oh, 
I, I, I remember maybe we were talking about, you know, can they go, can they run the table? Can they yeah. go undefeated? But I know that we were all looking at this, at this game and thinking, okay, this could be a tough one. And honestly, there were times even before the game even happened where I thought, okay, if they lose this one, I, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. It'll be like a bummer or whatever, but you know, whatever, like the Redskins game, I keep thinking of, cause they were, lo- I think they were losing that one and maybe the dolphins game. And it's just like, okay, you know, they, every, it, nobody goes undefeated. Nobody runs the table the whole time. So whatever, it's still a yeah. good team, but hey, I if, mean, if, honestly coming into, coming into the game, I felt confident, uh, but not like not like running in saying, "Oh my God, they're going to win." But I just felt very confident. I was like, "Yeah, why, why, why shouldn't they win?" Yeah, they were only a point and a half favorite in that game, and I was like, "Man, that's a point and a half." But the 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 the, the energy for that game, I remember it was it was. Uh, let me let me check the date, as my uh, my strawberry shiner is starting to kick in. It makes it the the computer argument. So it was. It was. It was November 30th, so it was like right after Thanksgiving. So me and my wife had come, in, and, and like the crowd in that game, it had a it had a great energy. And the thing that I remember most about that game was just, I mean, Drew Brees' quarter. I mean, the quarterback rating for Brees, and that, like, like I hate to say peak because 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 peak means it's like a made up word, and like you can't like. But like, that was the the best the two thousand nine Saints ever fucking were, Kevin. Breeze was one hundred and fifty eight point three, and that to me, that's like I know he was he was great in the Super Bowl and other games, but that one game, I mean, one hundred fifty eight three is literally per, a perfect fucking rate rating, and eighteen of tw- he threw twenty three times for for three hundred seventy one yards for five. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I I when I saw when I looked back at the number and I saw that yeah. he threw where the hell where's the number at uh when I saw that the the total passing yardage I thought okay he had to have thrown he had to have hit like thirty three thirty four thirty five pass attempts no just twenty three yeah the Saints only they they ran it, they 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 threw it twenty three times and they ran it twenty four times like it's it's oh the, the Balance troopers are going to be out there and be like, you see, that's balance. They hardly had any plays, man. They had they had Devery Henderson hit a huge play, and uh, Pierre Thomas had a long. T- I mean, they were all and the but probably the thing that that is so like the thing that people I think remember most about that game is just their secondary, which is which was kind of a, it's kind of been a Saints tradition for the last decade. Is their secondary was devastated with injuries. And they were signing guys off the team. They signed. They brought back Mike McKenzie. They they signed Chris McAllister, who I think was, and this is accurate, uh, 150 years old, Kevin. And they both had inter- yeah. And they both had interceptions. Well, Darren Sharper and Mike McKenzie did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Court- <laughs> Chris Chris McAllister had a tackle in this game. <laughs> uh, he had as many tackles in the game. As Courtney Roby <laughs> and and other such luminaries as Troy Evans and Linnell Hamilton. Oh, I remember my WWL column for that. I made a joke about uh, they were going to bring Sam Mills back the next week, and they were like, "You can't say that because Sam Mills is dead." I'm like, "But it's a, it's not mean. It's 
true. We could just bring back Sam Mills and Ricky Jackson, and it'll be fine. They're like, no, you can't say that. But, I mean, you know, not to get a, 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 a touch on the whole 2009, and, and it, I don't think that made it a moment of, to me, that it was like, this is the moment of destiny. But walking out of the stadium, the, the jubilate, jubilation and all that, I turned to my wife and I said, if the Saints don't win the fucking Super Bowl this year, I don't know that they're ever going to win it. Like, this team is just, this team is unbelievable. Like, like you knew, like I knew, walking out of the stadium, this is the best Saints team probably I'm ever going to see in my lifetime. And, like, I wasn't, like, nervous or worried that they weren't going to win. I was excited. I was like, this is, wh- this is what I've been waiting my whole fucking life for this this 2009 juggernaut that just smashed the measuring stick of the nfl into pieces and bill belichick literally the last eight minutes when he was down three square he went no moss we're done like he put in he put in brian hoyer oh my god it was brian brian it hoyer, was hoyer was the backup oh my god brian hoyer <laughs> actually try and guess who Try and guess who the who 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 led the Patriots in receiving that night. Welker? No. No. Who led, who led him in receiving? Welker had the second most receptions. He was third in total. He was third in receiving yards with thirty-two. Oh my god! Uh, your leading receiver on the night for the for the Patriots, Sam Aiken. I thought that was a beer. Exactly. I thought that was he, a beer. He had seven, Sam Aiken seven is a beer. catches, 90 yards. <laughs> oh, my God. You could, Randy Moss, three catches, 67 yards. You could have let me guess Patriot players for the next 35 years. I wouldn't have guessed Sam Aiken if I wouldn't – if I would I, if I wouldn't have cheated, I wouldn't have guessed that. Like, that name, I didn't even know he played for the fucking – like, like – I don't think any non-Patriot fan could get that answer right if you gave them a million dollars. Like, if you, yeah. if, if we were playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and I did, like, phone a friend and they couldn't use the internet, <laughs> I'd be like, um, that, like, I, I don't think there's – I don't know. I, I bet you pay, a Patriot fan might have a hard time with that. They'd probably get at, like, three or four tries. But, um, so, uh, th- th- this, I mean – where do you think it? Where do you think that the before we get to the next step? Where do you think the two thousand nine Patriot? Where does it rank in like the pantheon of of? I mean, this moments? is. I mean, this is a top. I would say this is a top three regular season win. My and it. it I mean, top three regular season win, and I only say that uh, because I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a win like. I would probably throw the Falcons Monday night football game with the Gleason block punt. I would probably throw that ahead of this. Yeah. And I'm sure there's another game where maybe they clinched the playoff, like a playoff thing eight, for maybe I the mean, first time. I don't know. Now, I mean, 80, I don't know. Eight, I mean, 1990, they won on New Year's Eve against the Rams, but that got them to eight and eight and they, like, they clinched a playoff spot. But I mean, like there's like nothing memorable about like more they they they, oh. they 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 had to like pull it out their ass to beat a bad Rams okay team. so but but, they, but, I mean, but so at at the worst at worst this is the third at worst this is the third best regular season game in team yeah in in at, team history and at best it's number 2 yeah i mean you can't you can't you can't you can't top gleason you just can't cuz no it's it, the motion and the statue and the significance of you can't top but i mean I would say it's third, and I would say if you want to put 
any game where you were like the Saints played better at home, I don't think there's a game that you can you can put that's better that where this the, the New Orleans Saints played a better game start to finish than this game. Like you could say the the Gleason game is more famous and it means more and it's more emotion. But Saints didn't. I mean, they played great that game too, but they didn't beat the measuring dynasty of the reigning dynasty of the NFL, thirty-eight to seventeen, and have their quarterback be literally fucking perfect. You know. Uh, yeah. So that that's the two thousand nine game, which is just. A great moment. Now we're going to talk about uh, which the moment. It's the 2003. It's the like, we call it the River City Relay. Uh, it's uh, a play. The Saints. If you, you if you're a Saints fan, you know what it is. But Kevin, I used to joke before 2009 that if you had to sum up being a Saints fan in 30 seconds and you couldn't use words to describe it, you would just Go to YouTube and play the River City Relay and be like, this is what it means to be a Saints fan. It's hysterical. It's sometimes great. It can be euphoric. But in the end, it breaks your heart. And like the River City Relay, I think before 2009 or before 2006, let's say, before the Breeze era, it perfectly encapsulates everything it is to be a fucking Saints fan. Yes. <laughs> Yep. I mean, the funny thing, you know, the funniest thing about the the thing that I almost remember most about that game is when I worked at WWL Radio, my first day producing Buddy D's show was the Monday after that game. <laughs> I went in and I'm like, new man, I don't know Buddy D, and I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, Buddy. Um, where does this rank on the, uh, oh my God, I can't believe the Saints did that scale. He's like, I don't even know. This, this doesn't, I don't, this, this, this is, this is, this is the Saints. This is what they do. This is who they are. He's like, I don't even, he's like, I can conceive of things in the seventies. And he, and he, and he told us, he's like, but this, this is, I don't even have words. He's like, I don't even know. Like, where do we, where do we start? I'm like, I don't even fucking like, like. I guess I'm I'm looking at it on YouTube. I guess the play itself, Kevin, is it's just a, 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 an end of the game play that nine out of ten times you're like, what are you doing, Saints? You're, you you got to you got to go down there and score a touchdown, and you got to get out of bounds, don't they, Star? So you can run another play, and it just sort of like spirals into madness. I, I don't even know like like what's your what's your thoughts on the actual play itself? Right. So like I'm I'm looking at it and <laughs> I I guess in my own head so all right. So here's here's what was happening. At the time I'm living at home uh yeah, it's 2003. Yeah, so I'm living at home still and I was watching the game and I was just like, just, you know, they're not, I'm, I'm in the fourth quarter. I was, I'm going to go outside and cut the grass and you guys can just watch the game. I don't care, whatever. So I'm outside cutting the grass and sweating my ass off. Actually, was I? Yeah, I was still somehow sweating my ass off, even though the game was in December. Um, my brother comes running outside and he says, Kevin, they scored. Kevin, they scored. They scored. They're about to tie the game. 
I was like, wait. <laughs> so he didn't even get to see anything to enjoy it. No, so I didn't really see it in, in real time. So I go inside for the extra point attempt. I'm like, all right, this will be fun. And fucking John Carney just shanks it. Just, um, no, how can he do that? Well, like the greatest. How coach. can he do that? Like, I mean, the, the, the Jim Henderson call, that's going to live in eternity. Um, but like the so the play itself, like I've gone back and rewatched it. But in my like the last time I I'm, I'm rewatching it now in my head. I could have swore more players touched, touched the ball. ball yeah. than just four. Yeah. Like. It, it it's basically Brooks to Stallworth. Who, by the way, he was. I was wrong. He Stallworth made the right play. He wasn't going to be able to get out of bounds. That's not how I remembered it. Like I thought he could have just like stepped out, but no, he couldn't have. So he was absolutely right to do what he did, which was a great run. the The, the thing where it gets it gets really weird is the the deuce play because by then, like the whole Jacksonville team is just surrounding Deuce. You know, um, and by the way, Jerome Payton, he might n- he might need induction into the Saints Hall of Fame for this. At the very least, I almost feel like Jerome Payton needs the he shouldn't have to pay for a beer in the city hmm. status. Yeah. So Stallworth laterals to Lewis, pitches it and then who then pitches it back to Deuce McAllister who then pitches it across the field seemingly to Jerome Payton. <laughs> like, like, like Deuce just throws it up into the, into the air essentially. And Payton, out of nowhere, there's Jerome Payton. Yeah. Boop there. Yeah. Well, Aaron, Brooks, Aaron Brooks hustles and makes a block. And Jerome Payton scores. And I, it, like, that's, that's one of those plays of destiny that I remember you talking about during the 09 season. It's like, Teams of destiny always get either the lucky bounce or the lucky deflection or the lucky call. This seemed like one of those things. Like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. They're going to kick the extra point. They're going to win in overtime. They're going to somehow win next week and make the playoffs. And instead, John Carney was just like, yeah, guys, listen, I got a – I got a thing. I got a. I got a, uh, like I got a cruise. He's like flesh. I got a cruise scheduled for a, early January. I got a thing. I got a thing. Yeah. Um, the funny thing with that is – the Saints, the before Payton even crossed the goal line, like the Saints were eliminated. So like, if they'd have made the extra point and won the game and beat Dallas next week and gone nine and seven, like it wouldn't have mean it wouldn't have meant shit. Uh so which kind of sums up the would have kind of summed up the Hazlitt Saints perfectly. It's like, yeah, they did that. They did that miracle play that beat Jacksonville, and it didn't mean shit because they underachieved constantly. Um, the uh, I mean. In the pantheon, uh, I mean, it's the go- it's the gold standard. Well, I mean, it's got to be the gold standard for like Saints heartbreak, maybe. I mean, I know it, it's not as meaningful maybe as like the 2011 San Francisco game where you say like "fuck Vernon Davis." It doesn't have that kind of meaning, but man, it's got to be the gold standard for ah. for like heart like. Again, I go back. I go yeah. back. I mean, we're talking about it for a reason, so it's definitely. It's definitely like top, top three. I I go, I go the the. I would put the NFC uh, playoff game ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, I would probably put this. I tell you what, regular season, yes, a regular season. I would say this is number one, and number two, I would probably say is uh, the game. 
which one was it? Where Brooks came, where Hazlitt brought Brooks back too early, and they proceeded oh, yeah. to lose the last yeah. however many games. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Um, I, I was gonna say uh, the the probably the number one play, which is sort of just lost to history because it's so long ago. I mean, it's it's basically 1983. What is that like? Third? It's like 30. It's like 35 years. Four. 34 years ago, right? There's a play that they played. The Saints played the Rams um, in the Superdome, and they 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 were eight and seven. If they win, they get the last wild card spot, and they were winning the game twenty four to twenty three. And the Rams had fourth and twenty seven at the end of the game with like forty five seconds left, and Vince Ferragamo completed the pass, and they drove down, and Lance for kicked the field goal. I would say that play which is sort of like lost to eternity because it's not famous. It's just two shitty teams playing for a playoff spot. I would say that play would be <laughs> number one, which, oh my God, I, we might need to do a, I, I need to find somebody. If somebody's listening, if somebody's listening to this game, listening to this podcast and you have like an old VHS tape of the 83 game, the whole entire entirety, I don't have it. I have some pieces of it. Uh, if you have it, you come on drunk history with me. We'll talk about the 83 saints. Cause the 83 saints are fucked up in the, in the, weird ways that people don't remember um but i would say that would be number one but it's i mean that the, the river city relay man it it it, it it's it, it's 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 the it, is it i mean you mentioned are you okay are you okay I, i'm not okay i'm not okay man i i to be fair i'll tell the people we 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 uh we do this and, and I was planning to get drunk nice and slow all afternoon, but my my kid is sick with like uh, ear infection and all, so like my wife took him out and I, I had to get drunk really quick. So I drank like three beers and did like th- two shots to like get it going, <laughs> and it like it's one of those things where like I'm not I'm not in my early thirties anymore where you can't like to get drunk really quick like and feel great and it works like now I'm old. So like it hits me really hard, like the three beers and the three shots. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Uh, but this is what the people want, Kevin. They want us to be drunk and fall apart. Right. Uh, so I totally lost my train of thought, but as we get to the end of this, um, this play, I mean, like, I would say like, it, 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 it's it's not it's not terrible because it at least at least it didn't mean anything, Kevin. At least it wasn't the fucking Atlanta in the Super Bowl twenty eight to three, you know. So it it it's it 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 eventually can be funny. Like Atlanta blowing the twenty. Oh no, it is funny. It's it funny. Is funny. But like if it would have been if it would have been like go to the Super Bowl or like a playoff game, like then it would ne- then you'd like never get over it, you know. Like, right. like Atlanta, Atlanta's never going to be like in 10 years, like, ha ha, remember when we lost the game? Remember when we went in the Super Bowl 28 to 3 and we lost? Like, that's, ne- like, you're never, you're never going to be like, ha ha, that's really funny. Like, the River City, like, now we look back at it and it's like, eh, it's kind of saintsy, kind of like the most saints moment you could have. We look at it and, and it's a chuckle. But I, I think, yeah. it would- I mean, I would honestly say, I would honestly say it started to become funny. Within a hand, within just a few years. Yeah, like, and the thing is, like, we need to talk. We, we as we rep- like, it was funny before the Saints won the Super Bowl. Oh, dude, it was, it was, it was probably like 
we must have played the call that day on on Buddy D like about a dozen times. Like the call of Hen- of Henderson, and, and 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 I don't say this because we worked with any, any and all that, but Henderson as a as a home radio announcer is so pitch perfect in that he you know that he wants the Saints to win. And you know that he's that he's that he's that he's that he's a homer, and he's and he's the Saints radio guy, so he's rooting for the Saints. But he's also like honest and doesn't sugarcoat anything. So, right. He's not going to be. He's not. He's not Hawk Harrelson for uh, you know doing the White Sox play by play or anything like that. Yeah. So like his call is just it's just pitch perfect in that. He doesn't say he missed it. It's not like a down the middle call trying to be objective, and it's not like just a ranting and raving, being angry. It's just sort of this. And I know it. it I hate to to bring, some, but but I feel like Chris, Chris Cornell when he when he when he he reads the pet. The thing that made him so great was he had the, he made like sadness and darkness like beautiful. That's what Henderson did. Like it's this sadness and uh melancholy on the call that's just so no, no no well perfect. wait a minute wait who's who was who doing the who was who was the other guy in there was it hokey it had to be hokey right was yeah. hokey doing it in 2003 if it wasn't hokey who who was it was it had to have been hokey right well well just because <laughs> hokey's the one hokey's the one that just goes and he missed it. Like he just, <laughs> he just how it goes, and he missed it. And and if, before he can even finish that sentence, Henderson is just screaming, <laughs> "No!" Which you wouldn't think at all, like because Hokey was great, and he had all his his great sayings and his comedy sayings, and, and he was all we you know. He like like it's so it's so it, that, that call is so perfect. Like it's so like it's so perfect. Like they need to do they need to have Jim Henderson do a TED talk on that call. It's so it's so perfect. Like it's so it's it's. It, I would say that like how much do you think that call over time helps us laugh at? I think that the read that the the Henderson call immediately gave it comic effect in a way. Oh that yeah, I, I think don't... I think I think viral <laughs> sound bites like that uh, can can, no! can sort of have like a like a, a a cathartic feeling over time, like like. Alan Iverson's, you know, saying the thing about practice. Denny Green saying, you know, we let him off the hook. Yeah. Uh, the, the Mora-isms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, all, every, basically everything Jim Mora ever said. <laughs> I mean, it, maybe one or two things that Ditka said, you know. <laughs> Ditka. Ditka's press. Dit, Ditka in 2009, when they were just completely falling apart. It, that was high comedy. His press conferences. Two thousand. You mean ninety nine? Ninety nine. Yeah, that's how drunk I'm. I'm like, two, two, Jesus Christ, Ditka. So seriously, if you'd have told somebody in nineteen, I mean, I know this is completely not on the subject, but whatever. If you'd have told somebody in nineteen ninety nine that, hey, ten years from now, this team's gonna actually win the Super Bowl, you'd <laughs> have been like my ass. They, they'd have had you committed. They'd have had, dude. If you, if you'd have told somebody in ninety nine. Dude, next year, next year, man, Saints are winning their first playoff game ever. They'd have been like, get that dude to Bellevue. He has lost his fucking mind. And yet they did it, which we'll get on to that in, in a 
podcast coming up real soon. So anyway, thanks to everybody for donating. Uh, this has been uh, phenomenal. Uh, until next month, uh, be well. Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints History possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints History is hard. That's why God made alcohol. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.